What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Like what you hear? High quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back into it, Hail Varsity Radio Roadshow Friday here at the Hail Varsity Club in La Vista. He is in Detroit on his way to Ann Arbor. Brady Altman's staff writer with HailVarsity.com and magazine. Detroit, have you had the pleasure, good sir? I have, actually. I've been in Detroit once, but I haven't been outside of Detroit. So I'm a little excited to, to get to the big house. The big house, of course, 100 plus thousand. Uh, has been called Country Club from time to time, but they have uh, they got a real deal, man. They got a real program, a real head coach, and some fascinating lines of scrimmage. Brady, let's get into the search and slash evaluation because that's a little more interesting than than Saturday at two thirty. Uh, what, what's your feedback slash reaction been? to to Trav and and how this thing's proceeded here as we get closer to the finish line. Uh, Well, I've got to give Trev Alberts a lot of credit and how he's handled this. Um, A lot of different schools will have different approaches. And he said in his press conference on September 11th, that they were going to be real quiet about it. There were going to be names floated out there, but you know, don't trust it until an announcement's made. And they've, they've done great. I mean, they've done enough where, uh, candidates from the outside that are coaching right now feel comfortable speak or comfortable interviewing for the job and doing everything they can while not being, you know, seen as an enemy of the state wherever they're at. Uh, and he's done right by by Mickey Joseph. I think he's he's given Mickey a fair shake at it and trying to get the head coaching job. And, you know, whether they decide to go that route or not, I think there's no indication through the administration or anything that would like be a, a a black cloud or a smudge mark on Mickey's resume or reputation. So I, 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 and while obviously it's frustrating for people like me that are trying to make phone calls and emails and trying to, to figure this thing out as it's unfolding, um, that nobody's really talking about it and we, we don't really have anything, but, um, it's, it's a testament to Trev Alberts and how the administration's kind of handled this. It's, I, I think that this is what's best for Nebraska and the program and how to conduct this search. Brady Altman's with us from Hale Varsity. Add Brady Altman's on Twitter. Give him a follow. Read him, of course, with Hale Varsity. Let's flip it around. And the uh, the talk this week, the, the drama has been the uh, the interim head man and the offensive coordinator. And, you know, whip. You hear all sorts of things. But can, can you follow orders tomorrow and, and give your team the best chance to win with the best quarterback behind center? Yeah, it's been really interesting because it, there was that little, um, I don't know if you want to call it a dust-up, but um, like after Ireland with when Scott Frost said, I think our offense has to get a little bit more creative. 
um, that kind of, I think, set everybody's ears, you know, um, uh, ringing after that one. And then now you kind of see how they, they interact on the sidelines. There's, um, there's just weird instances. I know Mickey Joseph's kind of leaned on uh, Mark Whipple for a couple of decisions as head coach because Mark Whipple has head coaching experiences. It's good that it's good to have kind of a steady rock or someone with that experience beside you on the sidelines. But it's Mark Whipple has also done this long enough where he's got his style, he's got his system, and he goes about it his way. And I think Mickey Joseph comes into it obviously with a uh, also a ton of experience and a variety of outlooks. But when he says we need to run the ball, slow the game down, keep it on the ground, I, you know, that's not Mark Whipple's style. So it's 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 been a fun kind of back and forth to see how that power dynamic works, but also just the way that they're talking of the way that they talk about um, Casey Thompson, his availability, obviously uh, Mickey and Casey go back and they have a long history uh, and Mickey wants to look out for him and do right by him. And Mark Whipple also has said that he'll never push a guy, you know, through injury, but it always seemed like Whipple was a little bit more optimistic that they'd get Casey against Michigan. And um, Mickey just didn't have that optimism. And then ultimately uh, Thursday, Mickey made the announcement that Casey's just not up for it, and they're going to have to go with Chubba and Logan again for Michigan. Well, let's dive into to Chubba and Logan, and you just can, if you have to, to lean on pretty, can he find some sort of comfort, some sort of rhythm? I mean, he's so erratic back there, and and with Logan, you know, I here's what I think about Logan. I think he's tough as nails. I think he's a gamer. I think he's a good ball player. Logan Smothers runs on third and five last weekend if he's not dinged up. I think he's been nursing something. I don't know that for sure, right? I don't have an x-ray in front of me. But just from a mentality standpoint, he's the last guy that's going to bail on contact and running <laughs> with the football. So, But he's, you know, when you take the leash off him, let, let him just go get in, in rhythm, do or die. Let's not, you know, throw caution to the wind. You got to put some points up and put some – a drill together, he performed pretty well. He just didn't get some help around him. Yeah, it's really interesting because I I wonder how much it impacts. They, in Whipple's system, he doesn't really – I mean, they get guys out in space and they want to allow athletes to make plays if the opportunities present themselves, but it's clearly not meant for a scrambling quarterback. It's not meant for a guy to go around there. Of course, Casey Thompson is one of the most reluctant scramblers you'll ever see, um, at least this season he has been. Um, but I also wonder if part of it is um, who, how much weight does Mickey Joseph's word carry this week in the quarterback decisions? Uh, they said that they would evaluate through practice, but also take in game consideration. Obviously, Logan performed better than Chuba against Minnesota, but they want to see Logan practice better and push himself a little bit better in practice. Uh, but Mickey's also a quarterback. He knows that how harmful it could be if your kid's confidence if you just pull him, you know, at the the first signs of distress, especially when the atmosphere on Saturday is probably going to be the biggest that uh, Chubba or Logan has faced in their college careers to this point. I mean, number three team in the country, 100,000 people screaming behind you. Um, so you can't really bail on a kid. You've got to give him a chance and put your arm around him and reassure him. But it, it, I think it's definitely going to be a little bit more of a neck and neck thing rather than Purdy being the go-to guy simply because he is closer to Casey Thompson than Logan's mother. Let's talk about what impresses you most and 
Brady Oltman's with us here on Hale Varsity, Nebraska, Michigan. Here at the Hale Varsity Club Roadshow Friday, we're here again noon to 2 uh, on Saturday. I had a kickoff with Nebraska, Michigan, so a watch party. What, what wows you about this Michigan team compared to some other Michigan teams you've seen? Well, yes, it starts at running back. I mean, Blake Corum is an exceptional back. Um, Jim Harbaugh said that he's the best he's ever coached in college, and maybe even, you know, touching on pros, the only one that he could think of comparable was Frank Gore. Uh, Husker fans might be familiar with him. <laughs> um, but it's also their depth. They're just incredibly deep. Um, they're deep in their veteran. Uh, their line their offensive line is stout and they've had the same blocking combinations for, I think seven of the first nine games of the season, if I remember correctly. And then their defense hasn't really been banged up. They've had the same front four, uh, the two tackles and edge rushers. They've had the same front four for the vast majority of the season. They get to guys, but also their twos and threes. There's not a big drop off. I mean, credit to Jim Harbaugh and how he stuck with it because I think, um, none of us were really sure Michigan football would be in this uh, position two, three years ago, but he's they've corrected the ship and got it turned around. They're they're just wildly impressive. Now, having said that, their vertical passing game leaves a little bit to be desired, but they don't ask JJ McCarthy to do a lot, and he doesn't turn the ball over and make them pay for it. So it's they're just a real a real stout team. You know, Brady, this is novel, and it's happened at Bama. It's happened at Georgia. Clemson, but they have guys that are really talented that have stayed in the program. You go back to a couple of years in the renegotiation of, of Jimbo's contract, he just needed some more time, right? I mean, Harbaugh early on, I mean, you had the quarterback merry-go-round, you had people leaving Michigan, and he recruited high-level quarterbacks, but no one stuck. Well, he went back, he went more and shifted He's getting high-level guys, but more of a fit, right? So you've got guys that have stayed in the program. And and to your point, the lines of scrimmage have developed. They've gotten good. Guys have waited their turn. And then they've been big time. I mean, that's just really what it's all about to me with Michigan. They're always going to have good players, but they have coaching to match and that development combination with high-level talent. That's Is that fair to say what's making Michigan special and in this conversation is second year now? Yeah, I think absolutely. Um, and, and that's one of the things that a team like Nebraska or a Big Ten team should aspire to. Um, you can get the recruits in, and you should. Obviously, it, it, it saves you a whole lot of time to get a four-star or even a five-star kid rather than rely on you know, two or three stars. But you've got to develop them. You've got to keep them in your system. You've got to make sure that it's second nature to them on the field to know what to do. Um, that That retention is important. That development is so important. And that's that's now the the pillar that Nebraska wants to aspire to. So that's Michigan, Ohio State. That's the gold standard in the Big Ten, and rightfully so. And it doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere. Brady Altman's with us, staff writer, HaleVarsity.com and Magazine, on site in Michigan to cover Nebraska, Michigan tomorrow. And uh, before we say goodbye, have you circled the, the Friday night plans? Where are you going to grub? Is there a, a hot spot or two I've not ever been? I've been through Ann Arbor on the way to South Bend, but that was many moons ago with Cranach and that's that's kind of a top secret vault uh, roadie. 
<laughs> no, um, nothing, nothing pinned down right now. I think I might, while I'm waiting in the airport or um, or in transit, I might uh, hear something or get some recommendations and find some place to go. But uh, haven't haven't locked anything down yet. You know the the Big Ten Network Food Show. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, it seems like they always find their way to Ann Arbor. I know they've been to Lincoln a few times as well, but I don't. Re- nothing really sticks out. I think there might be like a barbecue joint in in Ann Arbor. Maybe not. Maybe a diner or something. But you know, should be all right. I've been to Detroit a couple of times and Old Tiger Stadium many many moons ago. Uh, but no, Ann, Arbor, Ann Arbor would be fun. Uh, Producer Elijah was thinking about going, and then the the line. <laughs> persuaded him to stay home with me <laughs> well and the, the weather doesn't look particularly pleasing uh this weekend either for it but that's that's why you play the game it's football weather for a reason are you a stocking hat guy or hooded sweatshirt guy are you going to do a pregame video again with the words let's ride <laughs> uh no guarantees on the let's ride but i'm probably going to be rocking uh a beanie or a beanie or something but i am a big I've I've switched from hooded sweater to crew neck sweater. Ah. That's 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 been the big shift for me professionally. The, there we go. And uh, Vogues <laughs> is like absolutely. He's nodding at approval. <laughs> Love it. Brady Oldman's hailvarsity.com and magazine uh, on site. Read his uh, reaction with Nebraska, Michigan. Brady, take care. Thanks for a few minutes. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. In Detroit, on the way to Ann Arbor, as uh, we'll get ready for the Friday forecast coming up here with Klausberg, Chris Schmidt, and Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, back at our ESPN Lincoln Studios forecast on the way with Hale Varsity, presented by Currency.